We are getting ready for another significant event with our friends at Amudim. Amudim is hosting a 36-hour live stream benefit that begins four days from now, literally uh, the morning of the uh, 20th of of December. And uh, they are asking you to come together with top leaders and entertainers in our community and give back and help confront the greatest challenges and unspoken issues facing us all. Those of you familiar with Amudim know exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you who've never heard of it before, Listen very carefully because Tzvi Gluck is with us live via telephone and he is going to give us a perspective of what we need to know that's happening in the Jewish community as we speak. Uh, the website is unite2heal.com. Unite2heal.com. The event lineup, uh, the fundraising aspect, all the information about Amudim, the different teams that are involved in the fundraising, it's all there on the website. Go to unite2heal.com, unite2heal.com. Tzvi Gluck leads the Amudim organization. Welcome back. Happy Hanukkah from all of us here at JM in the AM. Happy Hanukkah, and it's, uh, it's a pleasure to speak to you, as always. I appreciate it. always enjoy uh, I appreciate that very much. And we, are looking forward, and we are looking forward to this Sunday and Monday when people get an opportunity over 36 hours to uh, really help you and your staff and your volunteers and all those in the community who work so hard behind the scenes to keep Amudim going and growing. And unfortunately, Amudim has to grow because of the situation in our community. Uh, Tzvi, could you, could you sum it up for us? Could you tell us? what your staff and volunteers are typically involved with on an average day with Amudim? So on an a- there is no average day at Amudim. I wish there was because it would make everyone's life much easier. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> but it can be anything from dealing with a family that just found out that uh, a loved one is an addict or the victim of abuse or struggling with mental health issues or had uh, suicidal thoughts or attempts, um, and it really runs the gamut. And, and Nachum, you, you've actually watched us grow from day one. Yeah. And it was really just about destigmatizing abuse and turning into a full case management model where our, our dedicated staff, our amazing case managers, are all clinicians, even though they don't actually treat the clients, but they are there to... Uh, I'm going to use the proper word of quarterback and, and really ensure that every step of treatment and care, you know, that a person needs is, is there from the proper therapist to the proper treatment programs, family interventions. But I got to tell you, Nachum, the staff really, you know, fortunately for those in need, unfortunately for the staff, when COVID hit, they really they really stepped it up. I mean, the amount of cases and increase of caseloads that yeah. Amudim has seen. You know, it's it's it's, it's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about that, and we're going to talk about 2020 in a moment, but I just have to remind everybody that, you know, Tzvi just mentioned that I've seen them grow. I've seen them grow in two major ways, and, um, and, and there are other ways as well, but two major ways. One is the seriousness of the cases. I mean, those of you who thought that cases of suicide— cases of serious mental health problems, cases of serious abuse in families, if you thought this was few and far between, if you thought they were isolated cases in our community, unfortunately the growth of Amudim has shown us that it's just the opposite, and there's so much work to be done in that area. The other thing I'll say 
is we've seen you grow internationally. I mean, that Amudim, which really could have stayed a pretty local cause, could have addressed the major Jewish community. There are a lot of people in New York and New Jersey. There are plenty of people that need to be taken care of. That it really could have stayed a relatively local, vast, but local cause, and instead has gone nationwide and now international is unbelievable. And it's it's incredible to me that your leadership, your leadership encouraged this, that there are people in Israel and other parts of the world that need help and that Amudim has to go out and help them because a lot of times, Svi, lay leaders are afraid, rightfully so, to make a commitment like that all around the globe. But uh, your leadership did not hesitate. So, you know, it's a very, it's a very good point. First of all, I mean, let's not forget, you know, even though he's not with us anymore, but... The guidance and, you know, the energy of men declines the kernel of Rocha is always there and will always be there. And and opening up the office in Israel, you know, or opening up Amudim Israel was 100% Mendy's push, not encouragement. It was his push. Right. It was his drive. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, yeah, we, we the, the leadership, it's a very unique thing. As far as what we do, they, they are extremely encouraging. You know, they don't want us to mix apples and oranges and start becoming the jack of all trades. You know, stick to what we're good at, stay in your lane, and do it well. You know, the irony is when COVID hit and we started getting involved in helping with Mason Getter to Israel and then family members. So that's totally not Amudim. And, and the truth is, is, it really shouldn't be. I mean, we're doing it. But it was people calling me because I'm my father's son. He should live and be well at Mayvestrum. You know, really a, a legend and, and my hero in, in, in so many ways, um, especially in public service. Yep. But it just got so overwhelming that we ended up adding to our website how to get to Israel for emergencies, really just as like a guide to help people. And then, you know, David Kushner, who, who you've met, who works with me. Sure. So he like sort of like became the point man for like, Every, you know, Levias and, and, and Baruch Hashem Simchas. You know, it's the one happy thing is that we're able to help people with Simchas, right. which we don't, we don't always get to do. So yeah. helping people get to Israel for grandchildren's brisim and ramitzvahs. But, you know, at the end of the day, with, you know, with 2020, it just, everything blew up. I mean, so the truth is, you know, listen, uh, you know, right before Pesach, we launched, I mean, right when it started, we launched this support helpline, help which was open based on the Pesach Halachas, seven days a week, including Shabbos and Yom Tif, you know, by volunteer mental health professionals. All of them were therapists, psychologists. People were literally calling up. We had close to 3,000 phone calls on that hotline in just less than six months. I mean, it was, and, and this was just for the public to call. Again, not in a mudim, quote-unquote, you know, project. But again, you know, it's something where we needed to do it, you know. This is a pandemic, and everybody needs to step up and do what they can. The problem is my staff got thrown in the brunt of it. I mean, you know, the the amount of cases that each of my staff members are currently handling are are not, I mean, they're just not normal. We we need need to hire more staff just to cover what we have now. And we have been seeing a growth. I got to tell you, the slowest month this year, slowest month, had an over 40% growth compared to the previous month last year. Unbelievable. Closed. And 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 that's the point here that um everyone is expected and and I hope that everyone will take on the responsibility 
uh, to help Amudim get through all this because essentially, and I don't know, you know, the exact statistics. You just said forty percent. That was the smallest growth of one month uh, compared to the same month a year ago. Uh, so obviously, I think uh, on average we're probably talking about fifty, sixty, seventy percent more depending on the month. Uh, you're you're essentially have doubled your workload. You're essentially you know dealing with so much more. You were already overwhelmed, frankly. The last time we spoke about all this, you know, at the end of 2019, you were already overwhelmed. And now here you are at the end of 2020 and uh, there's just so much more to do and so much more happening. And if you've seen cases of abuse in families, those have just increased during COVID. If you've seen mental health problems and people who are literally, unfortunately, thinking about ending it all because of financial strain and other uh, situations during COVID. So now that no doubt has doubled or, or, you know, grown exponentially. Everything that you guys deal with on a regular basis has gone, you know, on steroids, so to speak, during this year of 2020. I don't know how you've handled it. I don't know how you've managed it. But I think the community needs to take this opportunity this coming weekend and encourage you to keep doing this kind of work. Because I can only imagine how many people you're saving and how many families you're saving as you do all this? First of all, they don't have to wait till the weekend. People can already donate now. Nice. No mitzvah, no mitzvah to wait. <laughs> Let them give money. Let them give money on Hanukkah. You know, we have a, a few beautiful benefits here from a tzedakah standpoint. It's Hanukkah. From a tax standpoint, it's year-end. Who knows what that's going to be like next year. Right. From a corporate standpoint, people that want to do corporate sponsorships and get the their logos on there, they can, you know, get the full benefit as well, as far as that. But really, the most important thing is, you know, last year we spoke about the increase of budget. You right. know, so this year it's a little bit of a, a catch-22. Our budget seems like it's going to be closing out at just under $7 million this year. Okay? Uh-huh. Um, but that's doing more with less, because in reality, we should have hired an additional seven, eight staff at the minimum, you know, just to help manage it. We just couldn't afford it. How do you prioritize this? How do you wake up in the morning and figure out what your staff needs to concentrate on first thing (laughs) in the morning? That must be a very difficult decision to make with all these cases. By the way, so first of all, a lot of other great things have changed. And you saw this last year also. Baruch Hashem, the system now, from a practical standpoint, we have a clinical director who you've met with, who she's amazing, Miriam. We have a full-time, you know, <clears throat> person who helps us with operations. We have a full-time CFO with um, a whole financial department. You know, we've grown a lot. You know, so Baruch Hashem, as we've grown, we also have to grow and be fiscally responsible and be able to manage it. So the days of, of, of me having to wake up in the morning and make all these decisions are gone. Right. I mean, I, I still have to... You know, help steer the ship, but Baruch Hashem, I, I really, I ha- I'm really blessed. I must tell you, I have an amazing lead leadership. Our board is great. I have an amazing, you know, internal, you know, suite, and then our, our staff, the people that are actually, you know, the frontline heroes, which is what they are. Baruch Hashem, they, they just, they just give it all they got. I mean, it, it's just. But the truth is, like you said, we can't do it alone. I mean, you know, the one thing I tell people, I, I hate saying no. I really do. And people make this assumption <laughs> where they'll, they'll call Amudim and, and we're the first national bank of Amudim. And whatever they, their needs are, we're just going to, you know, give them the checks. I got to tell you, we ran an analysis. If every person that called Amudim 
and said, I, I need to go to rehab or I'm a victim of abuse. I need trauma treatment. I want to go to this and this place. I need $50,000. We would have been able to say yes, which, by the way, I wish we could have. Okay? We would have had to spend about $35 million this year alone. Okay? So the needs are there. Now, again, Baruch Hashem, that's what makes Amudim what Amudim does, is that at the end of the day, um, you know, our staff works with the clients and finds them the proper treatment, very often covered by insurance. People think, um, you know, that, oh, you have to spend money to go to these places. You don't. People can get proper care without spending money or a lot of money. Sometimes you do need to. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it involves dealing with families. I mean, I hate to say this, but as much progress as we've made, Malcolm, we still have families that will choose the abusers over the victims. Right. You know, within their within their own families. And on top of that, so, you, and on top of that, you still have tragedies you have to deal with because, unfortunately, not every life, you know, is is saved. I mean, there's not every story right. is a success story, and that must be very hard for your staff and volunteers to deal with. It must be. Uh, very difficult to to keep on going when you when you've been through that experience. So that that is the number one hardest part of the job, um, dealing with the aftermath when there is a tragedy and you know the story did not have the ending we would hope for. But but I will tell you that Baruch Hashem, the wins outweigh the losses tremendously, because you have to remember in our line of work. Very often, after people are doing well and doing much better, rightfully so, I don't blame them. They don't want to, you know, they want to distance themselves. Right. You know, we bring back the darkest memories of some of these families. Right. They don't want to hear the word Amudin. They don't want to hear my name. They don't want to hear the staff's name. But I will tell you, just two weeks ago, we got a beautiful, beautiful text message from somebody. The message was, you know, two and a half years ago, I reached out for help. I was on my wit's end, and you directed me to speak to your staff, which is true because people are always texting me, and I'm like, uh, you know, if you really want to get help, call the office. Not that I don't want to help you, but <laughs> they they can provide the care. Like, I, I'm just being honest. Right. You know? Con- contact the people and, that really can help you. <laughs> right. But anyway, and um, I want you to know that my, my case manager was so-and-so, and Baruch Hashem, I am getting engaged tonight. If not for Amudim, I would not be alive today. Thank you message that was sent to me two weeks ago. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, Tzvi Gluck, and we'll have a chance to speak to him, no doubt, Friday with a final reminder about what's happening this weekend, but he's encouraging everybody to give now. Um, there's an, an amazing... We, we should we should take a moment. First of all, to give, I assume the UniteToHeal.com website it has an opportunity for people to give, right? They could just literally click on the phone. It has... It has an opportunity for people to give. It has an opportunity for them to, there's a link called Fundraise for this campaign. People can make their own page. Right. They can help us raise money. Right. It has an opportunity to share. Right. And best of all, it has an opportunity for them to see what's coming. A lot of stuff on Sunday and Monday. People will be able to access just some incredible events, uh, some incredible panel discussions. A lot of people in the community worldwide have um, uh, joined in to make this a really unique fundraising effort. And it's all under the banner of Unite to Heal, unitetoheal.com. There is a Donate Now button on the homepage. Again, unitetoheal.com. There's a Donate Now button on the homepage. There's plenty of information about Amudim. You can t- uh, arrange for your own team, your own page, to help fundraise for the campaign, which begins 
four days from now. And there's an event lineup that goes through all the things that uh, you can expect this coming Sunday. We're talking about the uh, game show Holy Yid Squares that I had the opportunity, or I should say I have the opportunity to host. Uh, we're talking about the uh, uh, unique musical events that have been put together with people like Shlomo Simcha and the Maccabees, with uh, folks like Shalom Lemmer. We're talking about panel discussions about high-tech with a distinguished panel, sports and the Orthodox Jew, um, uh, wisdom from the pinnacle with Rabbi Barrowwine, Rabbi Marvin Heyer, and Rabbi Mayor May, voices from terror victims and their families, communal and organizational leadership panel, overcoming life's challenges panel, the legacy of uh, Lord Jonathan Sachs, a panel discussion on uh, on his life, uh, and the list goes on. Comedy is a Jewish vaccine. It's a pretty cool one. It just goes on and on and on. I will spend some time, because uh, I'm not going to uh, keep Tzvi for this, I will spend some time over the next couple of days going through all of these offerings that are part of the Amudim event at UniteToHeal.com. But you could see them up close and personal if you go to the website, Unite to Heal. Com, and we encourage you to support Amudim both during that uh, two days, 36-hour event. And, of course, you can do so right now by clicking the Donate Now button on the UniteToHeal.com website. Zvigluck, before I let you go, you have to answer this question for me. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you have to answer this for me. Those parents that were able last night on the sixth night of Hanukkah Rosh Chodesh to be together with their children, both adult and younger children, and to light the Chanukiah, and to enjoy latkes and sufganiyot, and to play some dreidel and have some fun, and to enjoy in a peaceful manner the life that they thank God have with their family and children. Remind us, please, during this Chanukah holiday, just how thankful all of us need to be when we, and Baruch Hashem, I'm included, went through an experience like that last night? Thankful is not even the word. Hug your kids, love your kids, thank Hashem, and be there. I, I say this all the time, you know, when we speak not about the event, then we speak about topics, you know, and we have, like, those discussions, Malcolm, right. you know, the more serious ones, I say, People don't realize how lucky they are until, unfortunately, you know, something goes wrong. And, you know, the old expression of Jews, uh, you know, are like tea, you know. We work best when we're in hot water. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't have to be like that, you know. (laughs) And it really shouldn't. So if you had the trust to be with family, to be with loved ones, to enjoy the light of Hanukkah with them, be thankful. So those that didn't, but they have family, and they are not able to do that right now for one reason or, or another. And, you know, this is where the smicha part of me comes out, because I don't <laughs> paskin, I don't get involved. But look into the candles, Davin. Davin, and I will, I, I'm going to give a bracha to everybody. Everybody should have the ability to have that light of Hanukkah come into their home, into their hearts, into their souls. You know, I heard a very, very interesting thought, which was, and this is really a message to those parents who are dealing with kids that are struggling, and I, and I must share this. I'm sorry, I don't want to take up too much of your time, Malcolm. I'll make it quick. Sure. Which is the most interesting concept I heard about Hanukkah, which I never heard till this year, is that from day one, they knew it's a short-lasting miracle. The, the goal was 
it was there. It wasn't Hanukkah. Wasn't we got back and we were in charge? Everybody knew at the time that yeah, you found the miracle, you found the oil, but you were still under other here. Right. So it was a temporary nace. Right. But at the end of the day, the reason why we still celebrate and we say a full hollow is because at the end of the day, temporary or not, for the time being, we were in a much better place than we were before. Yeah. And I, and I say this to the parents of children that are struggling or that are having people that are having issues with their spouses. Hang in there. Hold tight. Hold tight. It can get better. There is help available. You know, as much as we have to raise money, we have to help people. There is help available. And again, if you have this host of being able to participate and be part of this with your family, then just be so thankful. Really be so, so thankful. And I have to end with one very important note, which is, I think, Malcolm here forgot to mention, who's hosting and opening the live, the live event on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. <laughs> and, Welcome, it, and, it's, drum roll. and it's funny because I was literally about to mention how honored I am to do it and to be involved at the beginning, the end, and as much as I could do in the middle to convince everybody to get those numbers as high as possible. Uh, I will be there, please God, to open it up. Uh, I consider it a high honor uh, to be involved in this cause and to encourage people to give and to be as uh, generous as possible. And I look forward to greeting everybody Sunday and Monday. Uh, Reb Tzvi, we will speak, please God, Friday with a final reminder about all this. And uh, and let's hope. And people can donate right now. Go to UniteToHeal.com, everybody. UniteToHeal.com. You can donate right now. Support Amudim. Be involved as a corporate sponsor. You could sponsor one of the panel discussions that are going on or any of the events that are happening. Uh, you could be a really important part of a really important event. Please go to the website. Give what you can and make this weekend's event as successful as possible. It's UniteToHeal.com. Uh, Reb Tzvi, happy Hanukkah to you. We're going to make this as successful as we can, and uh, hopefully uh, everybody out there will respond uh, with tremendous support and encouragement for you and your staff to go forward. Excellent. Thank you, and always an honor to speak to you. Happy Hanukkah to you and to all the listeners, and uh, please send your partner in crime my best regards. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, there you have it, everybody. UniteToHeal.com. If you haven't yet seen what they're offering, we're going to go through it, but you can look yourself at the website. It's pretty amazing, and it all starts Sunday morning, and I am looking forward to greeting everybody around the world, and this will encourage, I should say, will attract people from around the world to participate because Amudim is an international organization at this point. And uh, we were there at the beginning. We were there when uh, when Tzvi Gluck was... Uh, was starting to offer help to people in very, very serious situations. And the boy, oh boy, that caseload has grown like crazy over the years. And now we see an organization with a large budget and tremendous needs in order to help people. So please respond. Go to unite